Hey, how's it going, everyone? You found your way into Life versus Work here on localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Tim Mua. On Life versus Work, we look to examine how the personal side of our minds and behavior play a role in employment and the workforce overall. Now, according to the United States Department of Labor, there are around 3.25 million Americans considered hopelessly unemployed, which means they want to work but haven't searched for a job in at least a year, making it unlikely they'll actually contribute meaningfully to the workforce again. Now, this number has risen about a quarter of a million in five years. So for this episode, we're turning our attention to those job seekers, particularly the ones struggling to land a job, and we're trying to help individuals stay positive. Joining us from Australia is Gavin Redelman, the founder of Red Star Resume, to take on this subject. Gavin, thanks for coming on today. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Tim, for having me. Now, if you could talk a little bit about what your organization, Red Star Resume, does and a little bit of your experience in this area in particular. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tim, yeah, uh, Red Star Resume, um, I founded the company in 2009 and set it up. Um, It was really as a part-time job. It was for myself. I was living in the UK. Um, I was involved in the the banking industry and I came back to Australia and really started the job. Um, A lot of my friends um, who were recent graduates weren't able to get a job. Um, A lot of other friends I had were trying to find a job and weren't having, weren't and weren't having good luck. And um, I realized it was from my background in banking and also my background in recruitment that uh, there was an area there of resume writing and you know it's helping people it's with careers that I was mm-hmm. able to I was I was able to help so I set up the business you know it was it was it was as a side business and um, it's grown and grown ever since um, I am happy to say it is now it is my full-time job we do have resume writers on our team and uh, yeah we we um, help individuals it's from all over the globe from the US to Australia to Africa to Europe to Asia Middle East um, and it's helping job seekers it's find the job and you know the very first stage of being able to find a job is having a professional resume ready to go because really you need that resume in order to market yourself it's to promote yourself and um, you know it's without it's without a professional resume um, it's extremely hard to get a foot in the door sure and you know we also contact you obviously you have the experience with that and, and really being at, at the ground floor with some of that stuff but you also wrote some some items regarding staying positive during that job search and for those who have listened to some of our shows you know I was unemployed for a period of time and I completely understand the the mental side of it so what what sort of things have you seen or heard regarding you know the feelings of, of positivity or negativity when you are in that job search and, and sort of how that affects things yeah Tim look absolutely it's uh it's one of the aspects of of my job is that people it's a vast majority of people who do come to me you know are stressful they're they're trying to find a job they're struggling mm-hmm. to find a job. their resume has hasn't hasn't been working the cover letter hasn't been working no one's calling them back there's no interviews and you know it's a time of stress and i often hear words you know fear depression and anxiety and it's um you know it's a stressful time it's for anyone it's when it comes to it's when it comes to job searching um i recently worked it was with a young lady it was from brazil who came to Australia in order it was for a better life. Very, very highly skilled individual, Mm -hmm. a master's degree, three, four years of work experience. And, you know, arrived in Australia very optimistic about I'm finding a job and very optimistic about, you know, forwarding her career. But after six, nine months of applying for jobs, couldn't couldn't find anything. And, you know, I met I met it was with this young lady and she was you know, she was she was stressed. As I say, she was she had given everything. It was to it was to move to Australia and hadn't been able to find a job. And you know, it was when we first met. She gave me every excuse that was for not being able to find a job. You know, no one's hiring. Right. 
people hire a foreign person. There are no jobs, GFC, etc. And the one thing, the one thing which I noticed was, and the first thing I said to her, I said, "You need to stop worrying about things that you can't control and begin to focus on the things that you can control." Sure. And you. Know, we sat down together and we began, you know, we started at the beginning and we started to go over her resume and her cover letter and her job seeking strategies and areas that we could actually control. You know, I said, forget about, forget about all these, you know, no one's hiring the GFC, forget about these, these factors and let's start to, you know, focus on areas that we do have control over, you know, staying positive, it's having a fresh mind, it's having a routine, it, it's, you know, as I said, it's the resume, the cover letter, it's things that we actually can control. It's when it comes to the job search. And you touched on it there, you know, obviously as the as the months go by and for some people beyond that, unfortunately, that there's this struggle and, and the feelings of all the ones you brought up, essentially, and, and I mentioned the number of over 3 million people, this idea of hopelessly unemployed. From your experience, if people haven't really been looking for a job in, in around a year or haven't really had those opportunities, they haven't had interviews, anything like that, what really are their chances of, of getting back to the workforce in, in a very meaningful or impactful way? Tim, it's that, it's that 3 million unemployed and growing. It's, uh, it's a shocking statistic to hear. And it's, um, you know, I guess it's one of those things It's where the longer you are unemployed, the harder it is to actually get back into the job, into the job um, workforce. Look, it's my, it's my advice. The advice I give it's to, it's to all of my candidates is to take small steps. Mm-hmm. Just to start simple and to take small steps. Now, I have I have five very simple small steps that people can begin to implement straight away um, and to get back into the job force. Now, it's number one. As I mentioned, it's make sure your resume and cover letter is updated. I've sat with so many people who've been unemployed for six, 12 months. I look at their resume and their resume, you know, it stops three years ago. It's not It's not up to date. Right. They're applying for jobs. It's with It's with an outdated resume. You know, it, it doesn't make sense. The first thing you need to do is sit down. It's make sure everything's up to date and make sure that, you know, you are ready it's to actually apply for jobs now step number 2 is to create an online presence there are many free free um networking sites it's such as a linkedin it's where it's free it's easy to set up and you can begin networking it's within minutes as i say very very easy to do you create your online presence and you're ready to go you can begin to network you know it's with hiring managers it's with people out there who are able to help you now it's number three and number three is extremely important and it's to keep a routine don't get into bad habits of waking up late, sleeping in the afternoon, procrastinating around the house. It's extremely important to get into a job routine. It's where you're up at a normal time, you're eating properly, get some exercise, get into a job routine. Number four, and this is an easy one, is to avoid negative people. Look, if you're trying to get a job, the last thing you need is negativity around you. You need to surround yourself with positive people who will help you get into the into the right frame of mind. And number five, and um, I said a little bit in regards to creating an online presence, is to network. Speak to as many people as you can. Don't be embarrassed about the fact that you're unemployed. There are plenty of other people in the, in the same situation as yourself. Network. The more you can network, the more people who know that you're looking for a job, the greater mm-hmm. chance that someone out there is going to help you or is going to put you in touch it's with someone who's looking at for someone that's with your type of skills. 
Well, I like that you brought up the fact of the idea of maybe feeling embarrassed. And, and look, that's a natural feeling. That, but as you said, you're not alone as far as being unemployed or, or having struggles in this area. So I mean, it's definitely important. And, and you also mentioned the idea of, of really trying to stay away from negative influences, negative people, that sort of thing. When you're looking at that, when we're talking about this idea of positive thinking then and, and trying to keep that optimistic attitude how about the people that you're surrounded by, a support system? I mean, are there particular areas you look for? I mean, obviously, it would seem that family and friends are a good place, but uh, maybe some other people or organizations you could you could look at? Yeah, look, absolutely, Tim. Look, there's no there's no reason that um you can't you can't volunteer. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go out and you can volunteer. There are there are always people who are going to be worse off it's than yourself. And you can and you're in a situation that's where you can you can go out and volunteer. Look, it always looks fantastic on the resume as well. You know, as as I said, there there are lots of there are lots of groups out there and support groups that are there to help. And you know, you need to utilize it's these groups and utilize your family and friends and as many people as you can it's to you know it's it's to help as i say in all aspects of my life i try to stay away it's from negative behavior and i try to surround myself it's with people who can have a positive impact on myself i sure. often find that you know if people are very quick it's to it's to it's to have an excuse um you know it's to why you're not happy or have an excuse it's to why you're unemployed and you know it's the gfc and and i completely understand about those aspects but you know we need to have a positive frame of mind um you know it's reach out to people it's for support um as i said there are many groups out there there are many organizations out there that are that are there to help people who are who are unemployed um you know even faith groups who are ready to offer you a supporting hand so you know of what i say it's don't feel ashamed or embarrassed to ask Mm -hmm. for help plenty of people in the same boat as you and you know and there are plenty of people out there as well who want to be able to help you so you know it's it's network it's use your support group it's the more you do that the greater the greater your chance of finding success you know we're talking about you know having that support group or, or you know people around you especially like family and friends are there certain words behaviors you know way people act around you that would be seen as more positive versus what would be seen as negative and i only ask because a lot of times people think they're being helpful with something they say or do and and really it might have the opposite effect have you had experience with that or, or with people you've talked with yeah look i have it's um it's true you know a lot of people you know who are trying to give a guiding hand can often have that it's that opposite. It's that opposite effect. Um, it's one thing that I've learned is that negativity is contagious, mm-hmm. and you know, the more kind of negativity that you have surrounding you, um, the more you know you focus on those negative aspects as opposed to focusing on those on those positive aspects. Um, it's no matter what, companies are still hiring, businesses are still making money. It's not all doom and gloom, mm-hmm. and um, you know it's when you go into an interview. Potentially, employers and recruiters, they can sense it's, you know, it's when someone's depressed or they can sense it's the negativity. And the more negative you are about your own abilities and your own jobs prospects and the companies you're applying with, and the more negative you're just in life in general, the less likely you are to land a job. You know, employers want people who believe in their skills and have a positive attitude. And, you know, as I said previously, you need to take those small steps. You need to have that positive attitude. Even take more it's some it's something that i try to do on a daily basis if it's just to smile a bit more it makes <laughs> me it, it puts
puts me in a positive in, in a positive mind frame. And you know, it it may seem a little silly, you know, to smile more, but as I say, it really it really helps. It's with my positive thinking as opposed to focusing on the negatives. You know, I fo- you know I focus on on the on the positives. Yeah, that uh, that smile uh, piece of advice. Uh, I need to work on that too. It's not that I'm uh, unhappy or anything. I just I don't know. It feels cheesy to smile all the time, but uh, I, I read that and I hear that plenty. So you're you're definitely not alone with that suggestion. Look, Tim, I've heard I've heard I've heard it many times. It's when people say, and I always thought it was very corny when people say smile smile on the telephone because people can people can feel that smile. And I always thought to myself, it's such a you know it's such a it's, it's a corny thing to say. It's a silly <laughs> thing to say. And and the more the more I've kind of thought about it, the more it's the more it's true because people can people can pick up on that positive vibe sure. the same way people can pick up on a negative vibe. And you know, like the last thing you want to do is hang around. It's with it's with negativity all the time and hear negativity all the time. So if you can turn that around, put the smile on the face, begin to feel <laughs> positive, you know, it's to take those small steps, it makes such a difference to your life. And one of the things you talked about earlier, you mentioned if you are unemployed and, and really, you know, what we always preach here is that then it's, it is your job to find that job, whatever it may be. And, and you mentioned the idea of routine, having a schedule. Why, why really is that important in terms of maybe staying on your game and being positive as opposed to, hey, I'll do a little bit here and then at night I'll do some work, that kind of thing. I mean, what, what's the benefit to having that routine still? Look, Tim, if you're unemployed, it's your full-time job is to find a, is to find a job. And finding a job, it isn't easy, and we need to give 100% towards that. Um, Keeping a routine is so important. As I mentioned, the last thing you want to do is to get into those bad habits Mm -hmm. of, you know, of the sleeping in and, you know, it's not taking it seriously because what happens is, is that, you know, Tuesday becomes Wednesday, week one becomes week two. And before you know it, you've been unemployed for three months, six months, 12 months, um, of what I like to say, as part of keeping a routine, I like to create a job search plan. And what that involves, again, it's nice and simple, it's not complicated, is to set out a strategy, it's for my job seeking. So for example, I'm gonna I'm gonna be at my desk at 9 a.m. and I'm gonna work through it till 5 p.m. It's just like a normal day. Sure. So between between 9 and 10, I'm gonna research job opportunities. Between 10 and 11, I'm gonna aim to apply for it's for three jobs. You know, or week one, I'm going to update my resume and my cover letter. Week two, I'm going to research potential companies. So what I'm doing is that I'm creating a job search plan. It's to achieve. It's to achieve my goals instead of having my. It's my large goal of being fi- being able to find a job and getting daunted. It's with that task. I'm breaking my big goals into small, manageable steps. Mm-hmm. Same type of thing that I explain it to my clients. It's when it comes to resume writing, is that you need to you need to start at the beginning. You need to break things into you know you need to break things down, and you need to have manage, manageable steps. You can't just expect to you have your resume, you apply for a job, and you're going to get a job. It you know unfortunately. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen like that. So it's extremely important. It's to get into a routine of, you know, of job searching. And once you do get into that routine, you will find that it doesn't become as daunting mm-hmm. as it as it may seem. One issue that's very similar with that kind of having a routine and a schedule that often arises for, especially someone who's unemployed for a longer period of time, is this idea that whatever industry they're in, they really 
not necessarily even a skill thing, but they're not keeping up with trends and, and different things like that, where if they do get thrown into an, a possible interview, they're not up to speed. What sort of advice can you give really to help people, you know, keep their ear to the ground a little bit, whether it be, you know, personal research type stuff or maybe other things they can do outside their, their home? All of this, all of this networking and staying in tune and keeping your ear to the ground in terms of what's, you know, in terms of what's happening in your industry and trends, it's all part of your job search strategy. And it all, you know, as, as I say, between, you know, if you're setting up that time period between nine o'clock and 10 o'clock every day, it's do some research into the industry, stay on top of what's going on. There are so many websites um, and newspapers. It's not hard to stay on top of the industry. It's just putting in the time it's to do it. Um, a, cl- a, a candidate of mine, um, true story, uh, exa- uh, and, and, and it's a great example, um, when was, was applying, it was for a job at an investment bank. And long story short, they came down, it was to the final two candidates. Mm-hmm. And the one, it was during the interview stage, it was one of the candidates was, you know, it was answering the question, but the other, it was the other candidate really, who who really did have an ear to the ground of what was going on in the, in the industry, had read in a financial journal about this bank was expanding into a new area and was looking at our new things and was able to incorporate this into the conversation it was during the interview now as i say long story short he ended up getting the job it was for it was for this bank it was over the other candidate and the and the hiring manager actually said that the other candidate was probably was probably more skilled um hmm. it was the, this candidate but this other candidate was able to show, you know, it was able to show a passion. It was able to show that he was well read and that, you know, as as you said, he did have an ear to the ground and they were impressed. It was with that type of attitude, um, you know, and he was able to go that extra mile. It was when it came to the interview stage. It was to really impress, you know, it was it was the hiring manager. Well, I think that's good advice because you know, when I was in that same situation, you do, in a sense, have more time than people who are currently working and looking for that job to research and, and be up on trends. And maybe even get ahead of it. So to use that to your advantage is definitely, and that's a great idea. And now on the other hand, maybe that industry isn't a fit anymore. Maybe the skills have gone or maybe you, it wasn't a good fit to begin with. So people think about looking into a career change. Is there a point that you have seen maybe that someone should start looking in that direction if, if they aren't finding anything in their uh, current field, maybe after three months, six months, or, you know, I guess it's, it's got to be a tough decision to determine, do I keep fighting in this area? Or do I try to examine something else? What's sort of your take on that? Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that, um, you know, I've, I've discussed many a time. It's with, it's with my clients, whether to um, maybe this industry fit just isn't, isn't working and maybe it is time to, you know, it's to look at um, something else. We all have transferable skills, Tim. It's something that, you know, it's no matter what type of job we have, mm-hmm. we all We've all developed skills that, yes, they are towards the type of job we are in, but there's no reason that we can't take these skills and apply them. It's to a different job, a different a different industry. Also, as well, it's, it's, it's important to remember, it's never too late to learn a foreign language or a new piece of computer software. Um, you know, it's with, it's with the internet. It makes it a lot easier. It's to do, it's to do these type of things. You know, you can look into, into a relevant certificate program, brush up on your skills of customer service, or sales, it's do it's do an online course. I worked, I worked. It was with it was with an archaeologist who wasn't able to find work, and <laughs> uh, and uh, you know had had um, had I been an archaeologist, it was for over ten years. Anyway, the person decided to take to take six months out and went traveling, and during this time took a took a language course and learned Spanish. 
And when they arrived back, um, it was when the person arrived back in Australia, rather than going into archaeology, the person took a job as a translator. Nice. And, you know, it was, it was something that they were able to do. They were able to learn a new language. So, you know, it happens. It's where, it's where your industry, it may not be a good fit anymore. But as I say, rather than getting down about it, perhaps use it as a positive, you know, it's use it as a positive. It's to, it's to learn that new skill or that new language and, and, you know, and move forward from there. I mean, are there, I mean, you mentioned, you know, things like uh, language and, and technology being uh, sort of those areas. I mean, do you see that as the, someone maybe who's a little desperate and they really want to get back into the workforce and, and they're changing fields? I mean, is, is that a couple areas you'd point to? Are there any other, you know, fields or industries that seem like, you know, those transferable skills will work better or you can acquire those skills quicker? It's really every every person is, is unique and sure. it, depends on, it depends on that particular person. Myself, I'm not much of a languages person, so mm-hmm. I don't know if, if learning a foreign language would be, it's, it's my cup of tea. But, you know, every every person's different and it's about, it's about as, as I say, if you sit down, let's get a piece of paper, sit down and write down all those great skills that um, you've gained throughout your career, all those great skills that um, you have to offer. And, you know, we need to sometimes think outside of the box it's when it comes to job searching. And just because you may have had a successful career in one industry or, you know, you may have had the same job for 10 years, there's plenty of other areas that we are able to use our transferable skills and really, you know, it's diversify and find that new job. As I said at the very beginning, you know, we've got to stop sitting around feeling sorry for ourselves and we've got to start implementing a plan. It's to achieve this goal. Now, it may not happen overnight. It may not happen over over a month. But if we can start to, you know, build a schedule and we can start to get a plan of where of where of where we want to go, you know, it makes the job searching process a lot easier. Now, overall, obviously, you've you've broken some different things down for us, and you've had a, a pretty, you know, good theme as far as you know the ideas of of staying positive and and what to do, what to sort of how to think. Hey, overall, is there some great piece of advice or something that stuck out with you or maybe people have, have given you feedback on that uh, really just in terms of staying positive, staying upbeat, staying optimistic that could help our listeners who are in this situation if, if they're having a difficult time or they don't, don't even know where to start really in terms of, of turning it all around. What would sort of your, uh, what would your guidance be there? You know what? It's my best bit of advice and it was advice that was given to me. It was a long time ago and it was something that I've always maintained. It's throughout my business and it's a advice that I, you know, I, I give to pretty much every, every job seeker I work with. And that, and it's simple. It's to focus on the things that you can control. Forget all of these outside factors. Forget you can't control the economy. Mm. You can't control an employer's perception. You can't control the amount of competition for a particular job. You know, you can't control if a hiring manager is going to call you back or not call you back or answer your email. So instead of rather than focusing your energies on things that out of your control, you need to focus your time on things that you can control. So as I've mentioned, you know, ensure your resume is up to date. Ensure that it highlights all of your great achievements. Ensure that it highlights all all of your skills and your past experience, you know, and it represents you properly and that it markets you correctly. It's to the types of jobs you're going to be applying for, you know, ensure your cover letter is up to date and it's ready to go. So as I say, it's staying positive that means, means it's not giving up. And it's, it's extremely rare that a job's going to come and, and knock on the door and find you. Right. You actually 
need to go out and find and find the job. So as I said, if you can focus on the things that you can control and eliminate the things you can't control, um, it makes job seeking, it's that much easier. Well, Gavin, again, I, I do appreciate your perspective in this area. And, and, you know, obviously you're sort of looking out to help those countless number of people who really are discouraged or maybe even worse in some cases. So we definitely hope this can be a benefit to a lot of our listeners. Gavin, again, thanks for speaking with us today. Thank you very much, Tim. Appreciate your time. That is Gavin Redelman, founder of Red Star Resume. Uh, you can head over to redstarresume.com to get more information and some guidance as well. And uh, obviously some of the stuff he talked about and they could help you out with. Please feel free to send us an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com with any comments or suggestions for life versus work or any of our shows here on localjobnetwork.com radio. Once again, I'm Tim Muma. Take care, everybody. <laughs>